welcome, welcome, welcome to Tilt. Happy Saturday, everybody. Well, let's call it Saturday Situations. Sometimes things don't go the way you want them to go. No worries. I got the answers because I'm in the know. It's your boy OG, and if it's your first time joining us, Tilt stands for talking in layman's terms. This ain't the movies, but best believe scripts are being read. Talking heads talk a lot, hoping the truth goes over your head. Saturday situations. You don't have to call. Let's go. All right, all right. Happy Saturday, everybody. Uh, my apologies for not coming on Friday. But let me go ahead and get this out of the way. Ding dong, the frauds are gone. I'm talking about the Erg, the Oregon Ducks. My man Penix Jr. put the put the final knife in them last night. The Washington Huskies win 31-34. They've been trashing my man Penix. They beat the Oregon Ducks twice. Bo Nix, go sleep on that. Okay, now we've got that out the way. Let's return to our previously scheduled program. We'll get to college football soon enough. But listen, going to start off with the NFL Thursday night. My Dallas Cowboys 41-35 over the Seahawks. Officially, I mean, the game wasn't that bad. The, the Cowboys actually showed some moxie. They finally beat a team over, uh, with a 500 record so people can shut up. I still wasn't overly impressed. 35 points by the Seahawks. Come on, defense. They keep lobbling in Dan Quinn for a head coaching job. Not giving up 35 points. But needless to say, the D showed up when it matters. Ball game. Moving on. Coach running back, uh, Jonathan Taylor, is going to be out for the next two to three weeks with a thumb injury. Ooh. Speaking of injuries, Aaron Rodgers still got this narrative out there that he's coming back. Stop the madness. I mean, I guess he's waiting for the owner to tell him he can't do it. I want him to come back. Come back, Aaron. Come back. Because the, the Jets are pretty much already out of the playoffs. I want you to come back. I mean, I like the bravado. I like the, you know, hey, I'm going to do it. But when you land on your back, looking up at the dome, looking up at the sky, because your ego wouldn't let you wait to come back next year, hey, that's on you. Moving on. Uh, the Vikings have a, a quarterback controversy. Uh, the Dobbs magic seems has wore off, but uh, the guy he replaced when he got there wasn't doing much better either, so... I would stick with Dobbs. Still no decision, but I hope my man Dobbs gets the start. Moving on, the Panthers' owners is under fire for firing Frank, Frank Reich, among other things. But he says he does not regret taking number one pick, Bryce Young. And, I mean, Bryce is a good pick, bad situation. He'll bounce back if they get the right person in there. But that's the question. Will they get the right person in there? Who knows? Moving on. The Raiders cut longtime corner Marcus Peters. I thought he was already out of the league. So, hey. And Zach Ertz. This Eagle fans. Zach Ertz was released by the Cardinals. Or he told them to release him because he wants to go back to Philly. That's a tidbit just in case you didn't know. For all you Philly fans, Joe Flacco is about to start for the Browns this Sunday. Does the old man have anything in the tank? And like I said before, the... NFL teams have a contingency plan for everything except the damn backup quarterback. Come on. You couldn't fun find somebody better than old man Joe Flacco. Colt McCoy's out there. Cam Newton's out there. What? I don't understand. 
Moving on. Another uh, tidbit for you Philly fans. Deshaun Jackson, a.k.a. D-Jax, finally put in his retirement papers. He will be at the, they will honor him at the game on Sunday. So don't miss that. Moving on. Uh, NCAA football. Coach Prime Sports Illustrated Sportsman of the Year. Of course it's him. Nobody moves in Lido like Prime. Nobody. Even in a losing season. Congratulations to Prime. Go Buffs. Moving on. HBCU's Hugh Jackson. Fired at Grambling after only two years. Why do they keep firing Hugh? He only gave him two years to fix the program. He's been an NFL coach. He brought some kind of notoriety to the program. You got to give him longer than uh, two years to fix the program. I mean, come on. Nobody's clamoring to go to Grambling. Good luck to you, Hugh. Then moving on to Mr. Bobby Petrino. You know Bobby Petrino. Was, he served as the uh, Alabama's OC this year, but Bobby Petrino used to be the head coach at Arkansas. Now it seems that he's returning to Arkansas to be the OC. Let's get this straight. I guess it was like four, four or five years ago. Bobby, Bobby Petrino was the head coach of Arkansas when he had an accident on a motorcycle with his mistress. Bad scandal. So you're sending your kids for all the crap that Prime gets. You're going to send your kid to school to play for a guy that got busted on a motorcycle with his mistress, which caused him to lose his job. And more worse than that, they're bringing him back. I don't get it. Moving on. Sean Lewis, former Buffs OC, is now the new San Diego State coach. Uh, hey, being demoted got him a job, so maybe he was a double agent. We'll see. Syracuse hires Fan Brown as their new football coach. Congratulations to him. Uh, Delaware joins Conference USA. Uh, I don't know if that's going to be an asset or whatever, but they haven't really won anything in the conference that they're in. Bear, Baylor hires uh, Jake Spavadol as their new OC, which was a mistake because the head coach needed to be fired. But, hey, that's just me. And Dabo lets two of his assistants go, hoping to right the ship. Newsflash, Dabo, there's no right in the ship. Your days at running the ACC are officially over. Everybody knows it, except you. Moving on. We're going to talk NBA. A little bit of NBA. Quick hit. LeBron James says he's going to skip the Lakers games when Bronny makes his debut at USC. Personally, who cares? The Lakers are going to do what the, he, LeBron's able to do whatever he want to do. But skipping a game that you get paid for to go see your kid debut like you've never seen Bronny play before. But, I mean, it's a first. So, I, I'm, I'm going a, I'm to a take off the analyst thing go with the dad. So, I get it. I do the same thing. Okay, LeBron. Speaking of Bronny, he's been cleared to play. Uh, he goes through one more test, I think, on Sunday. And he should be ready to go for his debut at USC. More LeBron. Uh, LeBron set all the all-time minutes mark after being blown out by 44 against the Sixers. Tell you a little something. LeBron has played the most minutes, scored the most points, and all this crap. If you play 21 years, you you're prone to do that in a watered-down league. So 
miss me with the GOAT talk and, oh, he's got all the points, so he should be the GOAT. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar had the most points scored in the NBA for 38 years. And although some consider him the best player to ever play, I'm one of those, along with Jordan. But LeBron, 4-6 and six in the finals? Stop it. Moving on, the, Ma the Mavericks have been bought by a casino billionaire. Mark Cuban will still control the basketball side of it, but uh, and most of the majority stake, but it's being sold to a casino, the Adelman's uh, casino billionaires. Casino billionaires, pro sports, not a good mix. That's all I'm saying. Uh, LaMelo Ball. He's out for two weeks with, with with an ankle. What's up with the ball boys? They All of them have bad ankles. What's that coming from? Maybe LeVar put those ankle weights on them when they were little. That's why they're brittle. But Lamar's too good. I mean, LaMelo's too good to be out right now. CP3 and Gary Payton uh, the third are also out for extended time. Payton for a hamstring. Chris Paul for old age. And CJ McCollum. Back for the Pelicans after a collapsed lung. He dropped 20 in his return. That's all we have for the NBA. NCAA, quick hit. Duke goes down by unranked Arkansas without their best player. And Carolina takes out number 10, Tennessee, in Chapel Hill. In the women's game, the return of Angel Reese. I mean, nobody really knows what the story is. Ken Mulkey's keeping mum. Angel came back like nothing ever happened. I think it was the clash of the egos. She got humbled. And to continue continue uh, with the commercials and all of that, she had to humble herself at some point. I know Kim Mulkey. She was at Baylor forever. And she's coached far more uh, better players than Angel Reese. So I guess it was a meeting of the minds. She needs Reese, and Reese needs her. Just glad she's back. The USC women are ranked number six in the country. That's the highest since 1994. Congrats to them. Now we're going to switch to Major League Baseball. Uh, the comeback player of the year, L pitcher, uh, Liam Hendricks, for the American League. And for the National League, is outfielder Cody Bellinger, former Dodger. Now, now he'll cub. Top relievers in the L, it was Felix Batista. And in the National League, it was Devin Williams. And last, the Dodgers return Hayward, return Hayward uh, with a one-year, $9 million deal. Okay, let's get to the nitty-gritty. Let's get to college football. No more long list of who's playing who. It's all about the championships today. So let's start with the games that happened last night. First of all, we're going to go with Liberty, uh, New Mexico State. Liberty holds it down 49-35. Congratulations to Liberty. And then, of course, like I said at the beginning of the show, Washington against number three Washington against number five Oregon. They had to prove for a second time that they're the better team. Moving on today, we got Georgia and Alabama. Everybody wants Alabama for the upset. I think it's going to be a good game. Uh, it's, it's a toss-up. I'm not going to call it because, like, Georgia has some holes. Alabama has some holes, especially almost losing to Auburn last week. They should have lost to Auburn and would have been a mute point, but they didn't, so we got to fight it out. We got Michigan versus Iowa. I don't see Iowa stopping them in any way, shape, or form, especially with Coach Harbaugh back on the sidelines. 
Wolverines. Then the game probably of the day is going to be Florida State versus number 14, Louisville. Florida State without the first-string quarterback, Travis. The second-string quarterback is a game-time decision. And the third-string quarterback is a three-star from Tennessee that has only seen 18 snaps all year. So, hey, Louisville can solve a lot of things if they put Florida State out of their misery. But don't count the nose out yet. Moving on. Uh, Texas versus Oklahoma State. Woo! Last show at the big... Coach Gundy of Oklahoma State would like nothing better than to knock Texas out the playoffs. Will it happen? I don't know, but it could. Gundy's known for springing the upset. Texas better be ready today. Then we have Tulane versus SMU. That's going to be a good one. I think SMU is going to pull off the upset. Then we have Liberty versus New Mexico. Well, okay, I already said that. Miami of Ohio versus Toledo. That's a toss-up. And then finally, Boise State versus UNLV. I want to know who's the coach at UNLV to turn the program around that quickly. They haven't been talked about this year, but I noticed them in the championship game, and it's crazy. Okay, finally, Appalachian State versus Troy. App knocked off uh, the JMU Dukes. I don't think they'll get Troy. Major thing in college football, we got to talk about this transfer portal. Woo! Hey, I'm going to just run down the names. You try to pick up the teams. Duke quarterback Leonard is leaving. Hit the transfer portal. His coach just got the job at Texas A&M. Look for him in an A&M uniform. And then former quarterback Johnson, he's transferring to UNC. Then we have North Carolina State quarterback Morris. He enters the transfer portal. We don't know where he's going. Uh, we have Big Singo, uh, DJ Aguileo from uh, Oregon State. Hit the transfer portal. Look for him to be at Michigan State. His coach got the Michigan State job. You have UCLA quarterback Moore. Hit the transfer portal. Got tired of sharing time in Chip uh, Kelly's offense. Emmett Smith's son at Stanford. Hits the transfer portal. No, uh, We have no knowledge of where he's going. Arizona State quarterback Payne. Hit the transfer portal. We don't know where he's going. Rice quarterback Daniels. Retires uh, because of concussion issues. I uh, wish you well, young man. I'm glad you know when to hang him up. Washington State quarterback Cameron Ward enters the transfer report. If you don't know who Cameron Ward is, Google him. Wherever he goes, there it's going to be a problem. Uh, JMU quarterback McLeod entered the transfer portal for the third time. His coach just got a job at Indiana. Look for him in Indiana. Uh, Wisconsin running back Allen declares for the draft. Clemson linebacker Trotter also declares for the draft. And finally, Spencer Rattler declares for the draft. If that wasn't enough for you, college football is a free-for-all right now. It's a free-for-all. In my estimation, they're going to have to shut down the portal thing. After two transfers, if you transfer a third time, you should have to give back some NIL money or or something or it's just it's going to be out of control it's already out of control I mean I don't know what I'm talking about it's already out of control and the money watchers instead of watching the money they need to come up with a way to fix it moving on now to the NFL we got coming up tomorrow uh, we got any uh, any Indianapolis versus Tennessee 
This is a toss-up. Neither's playing well, but Tennessee's at home, and Gardner Minshew stinks when he starts football games, and no Jonathan Taylor, so Tennessee's probably going to get that one. Then we have the Chargers versus the Patriots. The Pats can't decide on a quarterback or score enough points to win a game. Chargers, if the Chargers lose this one, yeah, they're firing Staley right after the game. Detroit versus New Orleans. Both teams need this one. Detroit was mowing people down. Then they got stuck in a mull. And New Orleans having quarterback problems. Uh, the word is they want David Carr out. Moving on, Atlanta versus the Jets. Aaron Rodgers talk is cheap. Uh, if you were starting, we'd have something to talk about. But you're not. And Atlanta's so up and down, we don't know. But uh, the coach... Uh, Coach, the coach knows if he doesn't win the division, he's out of there. So, I don't think Atlanta's taking this one. Arizona versus Pittsburgh. Uh, have the Steelers fixed their offensive woes? I think not, but they're playing more fluid, and they should handle Arizona unless Calamari uh, goes on one. Then we got Miami versus the Commanders. Commander fans, hide your faces. Boat race by the Cheetahs in Miami. Then we got Denver versus the Texans. Hey, I can't call this one. Young Gun versus the Savvy Veteran. We'll, we'll see what happens. Then we got Carolina versus Tampa. Firing Frank Reich was not the answer. And they're going to figure that out. Uh, hey, I'm still riding with my man, Baker Mayfield. Baker's going to get it done. Baker's going to win the division. <laughs> then we got Cleveland versus the Rams. I don't think... Flacco is going to be enough at first start. I don't know how long he's been out of the league, but as long as Matthew Stafford's back there slinging it, it's going to be a problem, and they're at home, so I don't see Flacco really making a difference. 49ers versus the Eagles. Let's just call it the heavyweight fight of tomorrow. Me, I think Brock Purdy is a fraud. If the Eagles get to him like they got to him in the NFC Championship game, it's going to be the same result. Debo Samuels, he talked a lot of smack. You're going to have to back it up. Chiefs versus Green Bay. I mean, the love is back in Green Bay. It's, it's a good thing. The young man's playing well, giving the people hope, but not enough to stop my homeboy. That's all I'm saying. And then Monday, we got Cincinnati versus, versus Jacksonville. Sunshine needs to go ahead and bury the Bengals and further his legend and get him out of the playoffs. Uh, that's all I have for the pro game. Now we're going to step into the NBA. They're uh, not going to go about any games that were played. We're just going to go with these divisions, who's leading the divisions and why. Uh, first, I got to get props to my man, KD. Last night, he passed Moses Malone for number 10 on the all-time scoring list. Think about it. He haven't missed. If he hadn't missed that year and a half from the Achilles, he'd probably be about number 7 right now. He'd probably be, be where Carmelo is right now or one above him. So congratulations to KD. Now, let's jump into it. Atlantic Division. Boston, number one team in the Atlantic Division. They have pulled away from the six a little bit, but they, the roles on this team have still not been defined. Joe Mazzula is nothing short of an idiot, and he still might get them to the, uh, to the conference finals. I'll be surprised if he does, even with all the talent. The Sixers are set in the second place, three games back, but to me, the Sixers are the better team. Doc Rivers would have loved to have this team. You know who I'd like to see coach this team other than Nick Nurse? Mark Jackson would take this team to the finals. 
I'm just saying. He's blackballed. He's not going to get another job. But I'd love to see him. The Sixers are, they have starting five. They have a bench. They can basically run two teams at you. And then they got a, guy, they got a dog like Pat Beverly on the team to get guys motivated. Yeah, I'm picking the Sixers over Boston. Then we're going to go to the Central. The Bucks, Dame Dollar and Giannis is finally getting it together. They're two get, they're getting that two-man game together uh, down the stretch, and that's that's what they need. Uh, in second place, the Pacers and the Cavaliers are both three games back. This, this is going to be interesting down the stretch because the Pacers can play with anybody when they actually play good basketball. And the Cavaliers, like I said, Donovan Mitchell is wasted over there until the young boy Mobley, until he asserts himself, they're going to be an average team. Then we go southeast. The surprise of the NBA, the Orlando Magic. Hey, this, this is the best story in the NBA. They play real basketball, and it, it's not a walk in the park to go to Orlando anymore. You have to beat these young guys. You have to beat them. Like I said, they got they have international experience, and they got cats that are hungry. And you know I don't like Duke players, but Banchero is that guy. Moving on. Second in the division is Heat. I mean, they starting slow, as always. Injuries and old age, but they'll be there in the end. Now moving on to the Western Conference. Uh, Northwest, we got the Timberwolves uh, in first place. All I can say to that is Ant-Man, Ant-Man. Cat uh, is, is taking, a back, taking a back seat to the young man, and the young man is leading. Second, you got the Nuggets, defending champs, Marriott. They're still winning, and they, there was a lot of talk about that bench in the beginning of the year. Put that bench maybe better than last year. It, it could possibly be better than better than last year with Reggie Jackson, uh, Caldwell Pope. I mean, yeah. We're going to move on to the Pacific. The Kings, they haven't even hit their stride yet. They finally, they finally took over the division like a week ago, but they haven't even done the damage that they're going to do. The Suns. In second place, still no big three. Uh, KD and and Book uh, taking turns holding it down. Surprise there in second place in, in this loaded division. And then you got the Lakers. I mean, they're in the mix even after a 44-point blowout. They're only a game back. Then you got the Golden State Warriors. Man, Steve Kerr is, is at his wit's end. He doesn't have a clue how to fix the problems they're having. And finally, the Clippers uh, holding up the basement roles need to be defined that's it that's it if James Harden is going to be the guy Ty Lue needs to tell him he's going to be the guy if you, that's going to piss uh, uh, Kawhi off or Paul George I'm mean, like it doesn't really matter to Paul George because he can play he plays to the floor of the game but Kawhi may be something else but Kawhi is really not going to have anything to stand off because really everybody's waiting to see when he's going to get hurt so if you're going to make a run with James Harden say you're going to make the run with James Harden and stop pussyfooting around, and maybe you'll get out the basement. And finally, Southwest, we got Dallas holding the number one spot. Dallas is holding the number one spot. Uh, Luca and Kyrie, like I said, they got that two-man game together also. And the second place, the Pelicans. Distractions and injuries, but they still could win the division. Okay, that's all I have for my NBA people. Now we're going to talk about the NCAA men's. We're not going to go through the whole week, but Purdue, the newly minted number one, 
in the country falls to Northwestern last night in overtime, 92 to 88. And defending champs uh, lost light, lost last night to number number five Connecticut. I mean, excuse me, Connecticut lost to the Jayhawks last night, 69-65. The rankings will be out Monday, so I'm just gonna give you the ten, the top ten, because like I said, college basketball is hard to watch, but it's been better so far this year. I've watched a lot of more games than I watched last year in the beginning of the season. They still playing too much up and down, but it wasn't that bad. So I'm going to just give you the top 10. Number one is Purdue. Like I said, they lost to Northwestern last night. Number two is Arizona. Like I said, probably the most complete team in the country. And this year they've got an edge. His name is Caleb Love. Number three is Marquette. Like I said, Shaka went to the park. He got all the players. Uh, four is UConn. Like I said, they lost to Kansas last night. Kansas is at number five. Houston is number six. Duke lost to Arkansas, so I'm sure they'll drop. Number eight is Miami and uh, Coach Larinaga. Number nine is Baylor, who's made a significant climb. And number 10 is Tennessee, who lost to my Tar Heels on Wednesday. Now, moving over to the women. Uh, really no upsets this week, so I'm just going to give you the rankings. Uh, South Carolina, clear-cut number one. No debating it. They took care of North Carolina on Wednesday, on Thursday. UCA, UCLA is at number two. I have not had a chance to watch them yet. Number three, Stanford. Like I said, the Cardinal is back. Number four, Iowa. Uh, Caitlin Clark is the it girl. But how they are ahead of two undefeated teams after losing, I have no idea. The ranking is too high. I, I understand they want to keep Caitlin in the spotlight, but call it look what it is. One of those teams is number five, NC State. They're the boogie women of the NCAA women. Nobody wants to play them. They want all the smoke. Outside of watching South Carolina, they are a must-watch. Number six, USC. Like I said, highest ranking of the program since 1994. They are a problem. Number seven, LSU. Reese returns. That's guarantees they will be in it till the end. So congratulations to her. Number eight, Colorado. They're hanging in there. Number nine, Virginia Tech. Uh, they lost to uh, number one, South Carolina, on Thursday. But, yes, they're still a problem. Two of the best guards in the, in the country. And number 10, Texas. The Horns are ready to hook them. Okay, that's all I got for college basketball. Now, we're going to step into boxing. Boxing is crazy right now. First right off the jump, Devin Haney dropped all the belts at 135. What exactly does this mean? It means Tank Davis is going to have to fight a real fighter. It means Tank Davis is going to have to fight Shakur Stevenson. All that talk about A-side means absolutely nothing because I'm sure Shakur is not going to care who's the A-side if he can become undisputed champ. champ. So, uh, Tank, you can't hide anymore. You can't hide. Next, Ryan Garcia is fighting tonight against Oscar Duarte, both promoted by Golden Boy. Now, if you didn't see the press conference yesterday, it was a complete, how are you going to get up there and badmouth your promoter? Uh, Garcia claims that Oscar is, they're really promoting the other fighter because they had their beefs. I want to know why is Ryan Garcia still with Golden Boy after the Tank Davis fight where they left him at the podium by himself. 
I mean, promotion is promotion, and not too many people can do it as good as Golden Boy. Like I said, we need a real promoter, but Garcia is delusional. He's bad for boxing. I hope that, whoever this guy, Oscar Duarte, he's only got one loss, but I don't really, I'm not wishing anything bad on Ryan Garcia, but I hope Duarte takes him out. Uh, he talks, he's a celebrity. He forgot how to be a boxer a long time ago. He's got skills, and, and he should win this fight according to his reputation. But all I see is a celebrity. He's looking for likes and views. So, Oscar, handle your business. That's all I have for Saturday Situations today. Uh, maybe went by a little quick. I want to keep you. I know the games are on. I'm going to give a couple of shout-outs before I get out of here. Uh, first, I want to shout-out my cousin. James Williams, a.k.a. Boo Boo. Happy birthday, cuz. And last but not least, uh, I lost my father in March. Tomorrow will be his 78th birthday. Rest easy, old man. We miss you down here. As always, it's your boy OG, and I'm O-U-T.